This podcast is also part of a pod course, which is available for credit on speechtherapypd.com. All you need to do is register for the course, complete the requirements, and you will receive credit. Speechtherapypd.com is a video continuing education company, a certified ASHA CE provider. Are y'all coming to ASHA in November? Well, then don't forget to stop by the speechtherapypd.com booth, number 669. And it's ASHA in Boston, November 15th through 17th. I'd love to say hi in person and hear back from y'all about what topics you think we should cover here on First Bite. While you're there, swing by Pessy Inc. booth, number 1138, to catch the latest on where my six-hour live-action ASHA and AOTA-approved CE course Pediatric Dysphagia, Establishing the Brain-Mouth-Gut Connection, is heading across the continental United States. Thanks for listening, and see y'all soon. Hi, folks, and welcome to First Bite, Fed, Fun, and Functional. I'm your host on this nerd venture, Michelle Dawson, MSCCC SLP, the All Things Peds SLP. This podcast was, like most creative processes, birthed from a combination of several cups of coffees and, honestly, even more questions posed by a series of impassioned graduate students that I've had the pleasure of supervising over the last several years. First Bite's mission is to answer those questions that we've all had, but we've either been too afraid to ask or we didn't have the subject matter expert saved to our own personal speed dials. So, do you too have more questions and answers when it comes to treating your medically complex and fragile pediatric patients? Are you unsure if the signs and symptoms that you're observing are indicative of an allergy, maybe an underlying GI issues, or could they possibly be neurologically driven? How many questions do you really have for that registered dietitian regarding the formulas prescribed and the flow rate through that patient's G-tube? Have you ever been consulted for a quote-unquote difficult latch, only to find out that the mother is exclusively breastfeeding, but you've never nursed a little one or worked with the breastfed patient before? And what about functional communication? Are you so over flashcards, but you need advice on how to get started with core vocabulary with a non-speech-generating device or how to find the right fit for a speech-generating device? Do you have additional worries about the basic day-to-day running and documentation of your private practice? How do you go about obtaining referrals or even documenting that note so that the insurance company deems it medically necessary? If you answered yes, well, then come join me, Michelle Dawson, for this dynamic podcast presented by SpeechTherapyPD.com. Who am I, you ask? Well, I'm a self-described SLP geek with, as my family says, a touch of the ADD and ADHD. I have a passion for serving the least of these, namely the most complex and involved pediatric patients in their natural environment through my private practice, Heartwood Speech Therapy, in the Columbia, South Carolina metro area. I also have had the pleasure, and currently still am, traveling the country where I lecture on best practices for pediatric dysphagia and functional language acquisition delivered through an early intervention natural environment model. Are you still intrigued? Then come join me as I interview some amazing folks. And don't forget that you can submit questions for a Q&A or interview request topics to me via email at firstbite at speechtherapypd.com or on our Facebook page. 
And also check out our website, drop a review, subscribe to obtain those coveted Ashna CEUs. All right, folks, let's get right to it. Welcome back for this spooktacular episode of First Bite, Fed, Fun, and Functional Resources for the Pediatric Clinician. I am your host, Michelle Dawson, the All Things Peds SLP. The topic of today falls in the functional category with emphasis on tackling the beast of social media from the perspective of a business owner. On that note, I'm excited to reintroduce the charismatic Kiki Le Italian. Again, she says you can Google it and it pops up. Uh, might tell you how to say it better than me. Um, <laughs> she is the uh, creative technologist, CEO, and founder of Amplified Growth and Association Chat. If you missed her, you might want to go back and listen to her in episode 15, where we talk about what everyone needs to know about social media today. We talk about trends, um, all the things you can pay for advertisements, but diversify. Don't hit all of them, but don't be a silo. Um, well, I managed to talk the sweet lady back for a second pod course interview. Um, today, Kiki is helping all of us private practice owners and business owners out there. And she's going to guide us on how to engage pot- potential customers, patients, and refer- referral sources, which in turn helps our businesses grow. So Kiki, there's a lot of nervous folks out there. Guide us. What do we do? How did you do it? <laughs> so um, one of the things that I think is important for everyone to to be aware of is there's a lot that's out there saying you have to do this. You have to create online courses. You have to be on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram. And um, I think that one of the smartest things that I did, I like to explore and test things. That's that's my role um, is to see the best way that different channels work. But for my own business, the smartest thing that I did to grow my business was to focus in on what is that content that people are looking for online that they need help with that I can provide and then to figure out how to optimize it using the social media channels available to me. So it's kind of a backwards way of, of approaching it. It doesn't seem natural, but it is actually the smartest way that you can go about doing things. What is the type of content that is really going to move the needle um, for your clients or your business? And then what is the, what's the channel that's the best channel for you to use to get that, that information out there? Okay. So for most of us um, that are listening, we're practitioners. Um, I mean, I have a private practice um, where I treat early intervention, but mm-hmm. from the, um, least restrictive natural environment perspective. So I'm going into people's homes or meeting them at the playgrounds or I've done therapy at Chick-fil-A, which is kind of fabulous. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll take over the team and eat a chicken nugget. Yeah. Um, and all the vegans and vegetarians are like, no, don't eat the chicken, Michelle. Um, but that's where most of us are coming from. We have mm-hmm. private practices. So how do we make social media worth our investment and, and our sometimes our money especially when the biggest misconception and you cleared some of that up for us in the first episode, but um, (laughs) is if I have to take time away from my patients, then I'm not providing for my family. 
Right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, you have to think like, is it worth it to you to take that time from your family and to focus it on something like, uh, here's a great quote, motivation Monday, hashtag motivation Monday on, on Twitter. Does that really do anything for your business? Does that do anything for, I mean, are you adding people to your mailing list this way? Are you really motivating anybody long long term? Um, And is it worth the time spent away from family? My guess is probably no. Um, And and everybody, we don't have time for the noise. We have so many notifications, so many things vying for our attention. And guess what? Yeah, we are still human and we still have uh, families that we love and things that we'd rather do. And maybe even if we're lucky hobbies that we want to explore, um, not to mention work that we still have to do. So, so when we're thinking about social media, which is fantastic, the channels, the ability to reach so many people, fantastic. But if it's not connected, and I know that I said this in the previous episode, but I, I really want to drive it home. If it's not connected to something that is meaningful, valuable, building on that relationship, then you shouldn't do it, period. That is what I say. And it's not because it's necessarily connected to money. It's because it's connected to meaning. It's connected to value and creating more noise in the world is pointless. So um, (laughs) let me step down from the soapbox. That's a good soapbox. I'm okay with less noise in my life. I I mean, so, (laughs) you know, and I, and I, um, I think people can think that, uh, can, can hear me on, uh, if, if we took that as a soundbite, they might, they might not, uh, like, and they knew nothing else about me. They might assume that I was saying that social media is bad and that, uh, you shouldn't invest time into your digital strategy, which is absolutely the exact opposite of what I'm saying. I am saying that like any other thing, I wouldn't suggest that you create a newsletter without putting thought into it. I wouldn't suggest that you spend time. I wouldn't even suggest you spend time redecorating your kitchen without putting a little thought into it. And so I think that with social media, a lot of times because it's right at our fingertips and we get overwhelmed that we can say, okay, so I'm going to create my, my social media plan and I'm going to post to Twitter every day and it's going to have motivational sayings on Monday and it's going to have this, listen, that's fine if it fits into your, into your schedule. And if that's something where you feel like you're working towards a greater end, but most traffic, most traffic to your website, where you do business, where people find out more about you, where they connect with you and then, uh, want to hire you, engage with you, contact you, request things from you. Um, most traffic is not coming from social media for most people, and it probably won't. So you need to think about the content first and then figure out how to optimize it. Business-wise, this is so smart for you because uh, you and everybody, um, because when you focus on the content itself, it should have a home. That piece of content should have a home on your website to build your SEO, your search engine optimization, because most people are still whether they're searching through Google or searching through their voice assistants uh, at home through Amazon Echo um, or Google Home, 
most people are still going to go there first, asking for information. And what are they asking for when you're in the best position to possibly help them? That's the first question you need to answer. Um, so if I say when somebody, when your ideal audience, and it could be a client, it could be the press, if you're looking to, to get awareness out, um, who, whomever your ideal audience might be, you need to be thinking, okay, what are they looking for when I'm in the best position to help them? And it may not even be your area of expertise, but it might be related. And then you figure out how to build content around that thing, that pain point that they have. That content has a home on your website that builds your SEO on your website so that you've got Google covered and you've got um, more increasingly, more and more, you've got your voice search covered. And then you share that content on the social media channels that are most likely to reach your ideal audience. And when you figure out how to optimize that, then of course you can tweak and you can do all kinds of cool things. That's when you invest your time and money into advertising. Um, but that's, that's how you strategize around that because you, you absolutely do not want to just jump onto, onto Facebook and say, you know, how can I use the Facebook stories or, or whatever, um, <laughs> first stories keep popping back up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to jump on and just use the fancy tool. You want to be able to think, what do I have? That's really valuable. That's going to you know, help create this, this valuable relationship between me and my ideal audience. And then you, you think about the ties back to your home, your online home, which is your, probably your website and, um, think about how to connect those dots. Once you've got that figured out, Oh, there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do. You can do, you can offer your content that you've created in pictures with uh, pieces of information or statistics or, or how-to guides or tutorials that are taken from that and piece it together in an interesting, visually interesting way online somewhere. But you don't start with that living outside in Facebook land and not tying back or Instagram land or Snapchat land and uh, not tying back to that content that lives on your home. This podcast is brought to you by SpeechTherapyPD.com. SpeechTherapyPD.com is an engaging, evidence-based continuing education site that offers over 450 continuing education hours. The best part, the information garnered can be applied in therapy immediately. It's functional and fabulous without the hassle of trying to translate technical jargon from a research article. Can I entice you more? Well, then get your suntan lotion ready because next summer, SpeechTherapyPD.com is hosting a CEU cruise. That's right. July 27th through August 3rd of 2019, the amazing, delightful, and oh-so-kind Char Beauchart, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P, will be the featured speaker for 12-plus continuing education hours on a cruise ship through Greece. That's right. You heard it right. Greece. Want to catch a preview of the information she's going to share? Then tune into her pod course, The Speech Link, which is also eligible for continuing education through speechtherapypd.com. Maybe, oh, just maybe, I'll see y'all in Greece. 
Okay. So in my visual mind, the way, the way that I saw it was that you're explaining that your website, your company website would be like your, your, your home, your base of operations Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Facebook. So everything has to tie back into the home. So I conceptualize it as Facebook for me is a way I can do a quick update and then like, Hey, this event is happening or whether it be like a, there's a, an awesome early intervention company in town that has um, every um, month they have like a family outing for the special needs child and their family at like a free or reduced rate. So like I can quickly drop those kind of things that'll be changing, coming and going, but not necessarily long-term on my Facebook page. But if it's a bigger event, like um, our annual conference for the South Carolina sister technology office, like I'll put that on my Facebook page, but because it's a big event, put it back on my homepage. And then I view our, my Instagram page as just like, I do that for fun. Like Mm -hmm. I, I make that for fun because the families like to see, you know, what's going on. So like, I, I view that as like, I have my base of operations being my website, my Facebook page being like mm, middleweight information and my Instagram being, you know, just visual. Now I need to do the story, but like visual little things, but like I have on all of them linked my Instagram page Mm -hmm. back to, or Instagram account, I guess is the technical term. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I have that linked back to my website and my Facebook page linked back to my website so that when you go to like, um, does it contact information or connect with everything's housed back? Is that have I failed here? Am I doing okay? <laughs> well, okay. So at the end of your messaging, um, whenever you're posting, I love that you know exactly what you're doing, what the purpose is for each of your channels. You yeah. need to, you absolutely need to. That didn't and, happen at first. That was like several months in the first 12 to 15 months and kind of conceptualizing. Yes. That. It took time, but and people do, they go like when they're doing business, especially with a, a somebody who's providing a service that you are, that's a really, that is a relationship that they, before they buy in. And even after they've first engaged with you, they want to find out more. They're curious mm-hmm. and they want to see what they can find out. I mean, I recently had a spinal fusion surgery and I oh, wanted yeah. to find out more about my neurosurgeon and I was very happy to see, even though it was limited, what I could see pictures of him and his family on Facebook. You know, it was like, he's a real person. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, uh, he has, he cares about people. I feel safer, right? I feel safer engaging with this person. I trust this person more. And so we are still humans in this business, even though we're surrounded by machines and gadgets and stuff all the time. And I think that, um, Knowing what you're, what you're communicating through your channels, absolutely important. But as a response to your question of, am I messing up here? I have the, the link in my account back to my homepage. You're not. The one thing I'd ask is, are you including a call to action at the bottom of your messages? So, and it wouldn't even necessarily have to be a hundred percent of the time, but most of the time being at the end of your messaging saying, um, you know, for more information, check out the website, or if you want to see more pics or whatever, (laughs) 
<laughs> so you want to remind people or even, you know, especially like specifically on Instagram, you'll see, um, to get more information, check out the, check out the website link in the, you know, link in the okay. byline or whatever in the okay. bio. And, um, you can do that, but you should add that because we are lazy people and we don't think about doing that stuff until somebody says so. So even if every single person has that on their message, do you even notice when people do it? I mean, I, I've, I've noticed it when people do it on Instagram because yeah. it struck me as odd that they've got, you know, like to find out more click here. And I, I associate that with a sales pitch. Yeah. But then I have seen, um, like, you know, for like, you know how like Instagram has like the ads that like pop up, yeah, but yeah. every once in a while I'll see, um, cause I follow the speech therapy or speech pathology hashtags and which are a thing. Hashtags are a thing. Just found that out. Um, <laughs> and but like embedded in there, um, sometimes somebody has a really cool product right? Like, and that, you know, it, a book about, um, like a tubi baby. Um, the feeding two babies, like, you know, uh-huh. they have like the little, and like, I'm like, that's something cool. Like I would, I would get that for one of my patients or, you know, their yes. families with a new feeding tubes. So that so makes sense. That is such a great point. And I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, we're talking an awful lot about, um, and this is just cause this is the focus I've had. I'm thinking about the, the way clients find you and what mm-hmm. they're looking for. They're probably not aware of any of those hashtags that would be prevalent in your industry, or at least most of those people looking for that type of content would not be thinking about that, uh, not know the hashtags to use. But you also have these audiences. Let's not forget about our potential partners that we can partner up with or resources we can share that make us better at our jobs, that make us um, have that advantage so we can do what we do better. Um, Identifying what those hashtags are in your industry, absolutely. And, And this is the beauty of social media is that that exists. You can find that, find that community, identify information, products, resources that you never would have been aware of otherwise. So that I would put in the research category where you can, and also biz dev, that is business development, where when you identify not just the hashtags, but let's go a step further, the influencers who use those hashtags, um, when you identify those, those are potential partners. Those are potential, um, I mean, those are potential guests for your podcast. Those are um, all kinds of things for, for you. So there's, there are so many different ways to, um, glean valuable information to help you build your business. Identifying how to connect with, uh, potential clients is one, but then also identifying potential partners, resources, more information that makes you better at what you do, mm-hmm. um, or makes you, helps you to produce a new product. That's another too. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. As my <laughs> children are three and five. I've got probably another 40 years left of work um, yeah. until somebody says, oh, Michelle's gone senile. She's no longer safe. <laughs> Which I hope will be oh, years God. Uh, I know it's in my gene pool. But um, so I plan on like continuing to grow my business. Um, so I've got, it's a two-part question for you. What's the biggest opportunity for me to make an impact? And if I was to design a successful social media campaign, um, 
what would that look like? Because I feel like those two are connected. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I would say, um, do you know what it is that you're trying to achieve primarily? Like number one, what is it that you want to do, you know, for your, to, to connect with your audience? So I would say start there. I, you have to have an awareness, take an assessment of your strengths and weaknesses. Um, like for instance, we are talking right now on a podcast that you're hosting that you are engaging. Obviously, you wouldn't even be in this position doing this if you weren't. You. Um, you're inquisitive. You're curious. You are. Some of your strengths are that you are engaging. People like to listen to you. You're you're interesting to talk to. So, um, does it make sense then to not use that? Um, my, my number one thing, uh, in looking just at, at how you are in person and how you engage online would be to say, how can you use that to your advantage? So for example, um, taking video or audio and saying, okay, let's, let's, let's take what you're already doing and take snippets of this, take quotes from this, take a little bit and, and cut it down into brief pieces that can help people. You don't even have to start out by creating additional content. It's what do you, what are you already creating that you can repurpose, tweak a little bit and then have it meet your needs and meet your meet your ideal audience's needs so that you're saving time, you're being more effective, but you're attracting those people um, that you're trying to attract for the purposes um, of, you know, building your client base or what have you. And I, I would absolutely start with why, why am I doing this? Why am I even on social media? What am I good at? And then, you know, where are my, where, where is my audience? What are they looking for? And connecting all of those things. Forrester has a methodology called the post methodology and it starts, uh, post P starts, um, it means people. So you start thinking about your audience first. Who is it that you're trying to reach? Um, objective is O. What is your objective? Why are you trying to reach them? S is strategy. How are you going to connect those things? So what tactics are you going to use in your strategy in order to make, you know, to meet your objective? And then T is technology or tools. And so you know, what tools, what channels make the most sense in order to do that. So if we look at it, who are your people? What is it that you're trying to achieve? Okay, what are you good at? And, and so how are you going to take the content that would meet that? And then what tools make the most sense? What channels are you going to choose to use in order to make all of this happen? And then I would add to the post methodology and say, and then test, right? We're not always 100% right. And also channels change and people change. And so, um, you know, what works today, maybe in a year from now, you need to tweak it and try something different. But think about it with an adventure, an explorer's mind. Think about it with a scientist's mind and think, okay, um, we're going to test this one piece. We're going to test this one channel and see how this works and build on that and um, take your lessons and, and continue to grow. But you're never going to know if it's scattershot and you're not focused. So 
<laughs> you say that to the girl with really bad ADD, ADHD. Focus. 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 Focus you can do this, Michelle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So then, all right. I, from, from my perspective, I feel like most of his business folks out there are trying to reach potential patients, which would then be their families. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I know that, um, in, uh, there's an interview I do earlier with um, Jennifer Tardy and she's my referral coordinator and she's been a referral coordinator for years. And, you know, she, she makes it a very good statement in your immediate area, go out, take your business cards, but bring sugar. So that's how I'm like, <laughs> So it's I would so true. I dude in the South so bring true. donuts. <laughs> Listen, you know, that's the that is a psychological uh it's a law of reciprocity. Um people will reciprocate or or give to you if you give to them. They're more inclined to do so. So that's why you get free stuff from people who are trying to do business with you regularly. And it, yeah. a lot of times it works. I mean, people they can't help it. We're geared, we're wired to do that. And so think about that. That's a great, I mean, I'm cutting you off and I'm sorry, no, but, no, no, but, no, like, but think about that with social media too. Like we're talking yeah. specifically about social media, but like, what can you give? So if you think about, if you think about your, like your website, do you have what's called a lead magnet? Do you have something what's where a lead magnet, a lead magnet is a piece of content, a tool, a valuable piece of content that people can't like a checklist or a manual ebook, something like that, where people can download it, you, you know, and you see this a lot, yeah. like uh, to access, you know, to get this free PowerPoint template, give your name and email address or whatever. Um, but it's something that you give in order to get this, this piece, right? And a lead magnet, you get the lead. And um a lead magnet is fantastic. If you have an evergreen piece of content, that's always going to be helpful to your potential clients or your potential partners or somebody who is constantly giving you leads or referrals, then think about what is it that would be valuable to them. That's a lead magnet somewhere on your website. Um, And you can have different types targeted to different audiences on different pages that have that. And then that's something you could schedule into your social media. Um, Like if you use Hootsuite or TweetDeck or something like that. Okay. I don't know what those two words are, but I do know when you say lead magnet, when I was setting up my, my website, I was Googling speech pathology, speech therapy websites across the country And there was one in California, Jennifer McCarthy. You don't know me from Adam. I have girl crushed your website forever, (laughs) but she has, it's, it's, she's in San Diego, but her website has a lead magnet designed for, um, typical PO intake or typical, um, eating habits for like birth to five years of age. And it's a downloadable free PDF and it goes technical details and then translate to non-technical details. I loved it so much. I actually, and Jennifer, if you're listening, I give you full credit, but I I've embedded her as a resource in my like really long six hour CEU class that I give because it's phenomenal and it's free. Yeah. So yeah. lead magnet. Yay. Jennifer, but think about it. So magnet. listen, so you're sharing that you're telling everybody who's listening to this, 
everybody who's listening, um, when they're taking your course are learning about it. Yes. You know, cool. this person is, she doesn't, I don't know if you guys have met, but she probably has <laughs> no idea that you're sending all of this, all of these leads. It's a true lead magnet. It works. And, it, and guess what? She's garnering more, um, business from that. She has to be statistically is garnering more business from that as a result. So if you think about that, and again, I'm going to bring up search engine optimization too. If you think about things like these lead magnets, you're building up your own, your website <laughs> traffic, your own SEO, you're making it viral, you're getting information so you can continue the relationship with people. And it's something that people see as valuable. I mean, it, it's just the best way you can spend your time is thinking about that. Then when you share it on social media, of course, it's going to be more successful. And by the way, for those people who are more tech savvy, you can then use UTM tracking. Don't worry about it if you're not tech savvy, but <laughs> further along, further along, you can actually track this in your Google Analytics. And then you have your argument for, is this social media working for me? And how and which channel should I spend most of my time on? Because you can actually see specifically to that piece of content, which channels are successfully driving people um, to you and converting them onto your, your lists. So this is, this is so important for people to be thinking about, you know, what is that content that I can create that's the most valuable and then worry about the channels. Okay. Now there's, I, we, we have more time scheduled for Q and a because mm -hmm. yes. you've used so many words that I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. But, um, on that note, um, how much time before we switch over to the Q and a portion, how much time should people spend on their social media? I mean, I would say no longer than an hour every week. And I, I, that's not a, um, a rule. Like that's just saying that we all have so much, so much that we should be doing, but if you can focus your time and energy on just identifying a really solid piece of content that you want to promote and thinking about how it's going to connect to your audience and crafting those messages by the way, not on every channel, but just on those specific channels that work, then I think that um, it shouldn't take longer than an hour. And if you're spending more than an hour, I'd have to ask why, you know, I'd have to suggest that you think about reining it in and maybe figuring out a way to streamline that. And, and I know for me to set everything up the first time, setting up the first website, it took longer. But yeah, it, it will. It will at the beginning, but then after you've got things set up, then it, weekly, it shouldn't take that long. Okay. And, um, for people that aren't staying on for the course section, but just listening to the podcast section, how do they reach you specifically if they have additional questions? Oh yeah. Go to amplifiedgrowth.net, amplifiedgrowth.net, or you know what? Kiki Italian on Instagram, on Twitter, or just type it into Google. And I promise you, you'll get the, re the response that you need. Um, there are lots of results and you will find me um, everywhere. You, you, <laughs> like, you have a high search engine optimization, correct? Am I using the right word? Yes, yes <laughs> search engine optimization, SEO power. So yeah, you'll find me. Don't worry. 
Awesome. All right. Well, Kiki, thank you for letting me pick your brain. Um, we are seriously out of time. Uh, but before we switch over to questions, just a friendly reminder, if any of y'all are headed to ASHA, be sure to stop by the speechtherapypd.com booth and come say hi. I'd love to meet you in person and chat about which topics you'd like for us to, to cover later this winter. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's a wrap, folks. Once again, thank you for listening to First Bite, fed, fun, and functional. I am your humble but yet sassy host, Michelle Dawson, the All Things Peds SLP. This podcast is part of a course offered for continuing education through speechtherapypd.com. Please check out the website if you'd like to learn more about CEU opportunities for this episode, as well as the ones that are archived. And as always, remember... Feed your mind, feed your soul, be kind, and feed those babies. <laughs> <laughs>